0: What's up y'all this Calvin here, and this is a response video to a video made by a guy named Papa duck. And the title of that particular video is called I've had it up to here and can't take it no more. Something's got to give and fast. All right. And I will leave links for this particular video up under mine and y'all can check it out for yourself. But, um, Papa duck goes on to say in this video and I know I didn't say a video like a thousand times, but he goes on to say, um, during this, that, um, a few things about the Bible that are not true, you know what I'm saying? And I wanted to bring some light to that situation. And as well as just really put out there that just because you don't believe in something doesn't give you the right to lie on it. And if we are really going to be able to come together from like different backgrounds and stuff like that, because that's what's needed for people to come together. Um, we are going to have to be able to, you know, at least tell the truth, uh, about, you know, certain things. And, um, It amazes me that in the conscious uh, sector of the truth of community, and that is uh, mostly black folks, it just seems like sooner or later, they always attack the Bible. It's like a rite of passage. like they have to put the Bible down in order to bolster themselves up. Like if, you know, like their knowledge is so much greater than what the Bible is when a lot of what they're saying is in the Bible. And it's just like, you can't just find points where you can agree with but no it's just like you have to throw out that book and just people tell so many lies about it and you know and with the same breath will tell you that they're real that they're about truth so on and so forth and it's just like I used to deal with crystals and stuff like that. And even though I don't participate in that type of stuff anymore, I'm not going to lie to anybody and tell somebody that it's not real. Cause like crystals have real power. There are certain crystals that I have had that made my whole body vibrate, like straight up and down, like meditating with these things was unreal. You know what I'm saying? And so I can still abstain from that behavior and dealing with those practices and still tell the truth about it. It is very real. You know what I'm saying? Straight up and down. So, but for whatever reason, that same courtesy is not returned when people talk about the Bible. So I just wanted to straighten some things out and Papa Duck himself uh, encouraged people to respond and I will show video evidence of that during this particular video. Uh, not this particular video that I'm doing. Uh, that'll probably come a little bit later on, but, uh either way it goes, it's all going to be laid out. And, uh, one thing real quick, this is a young and small channel. Uh, so it's, it's just barely been started. So I don't have certain privileges, things like that. Like, um, loading up long videos, like I gotta break them, like, like break them down. Like they can't be longer than like 12 minutes. If I'm not mistaken, might be 10 minutes, something like that. So, um, this is going to be broken up. And so I I know it's kind of kind of looked like I'm a stalker boy or like whatever, but that is not the case at all. And I don't know what's up with my comment section. I don't know why that is like that. I will post this video and most of my videos on different sites like BlackJunction.com and Twitter. So people can respond and say what they feel. I'm not just trying to have a one way street, but for whatever reason, I have gone to the YouTube and I have uh, uh, went to comments, I turned them on, turned them off, tried to reconnect, disconnect, whatever, to get it to work, you know what I mean, and whatever reason, it isn't letting people comment, you know what I'm saying, so like, I don't know why, I've only got six subscribers, so it's not like I'm a threat to anyone, but that's what the situation is, and just wanted to get that out of the way before we get started, so uh, with no further ado, let's get to what Papa Duck has to say, alright?
1: Or the colonizers, the whatever you want to call it. So I know a lot of stuff just don't. It ain't in your head. It don't exist. You're in a box. Let's take it. Let's let's look at it like this, right? When you look at biblical things, right? When you speak about um, the forbidden fruit, okay? What is the forbidden fruit? The tree of knowledge. Common fucking sense should tell you why would anyone forbid you from from eating off the tree
0: of knowledge do you understand that so y'all was able to hear what he said and he was just basically saying that God was keeping Adam and Eve basically dumb you know what I'm saying keeping them from gaining knowledge alright and I'm gonna prove to you that that is a lie okay and um, he also mentioned during the uh, segment that I played is that uh, when when it comes to discussing biblical things, all right? And if you watch the entirety of his video, he never goes into the Bible. He has a picture up that has a scripture on it, but he never goes into the scripture. You know what I'm saying? He never talks about it. And this is very common within the conscious sector of the truthers. Particularly amongst black people, for whatever reason, you know what I'm saying? They'll talk all day about the Bible, but they won't go into it, you know what I mean? And uh, today, while we're discussing these biblical things, we're gonna actually go into the Bible, all right? And um, I'm gonna start with uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse 8. All right. And it says the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put man whom he had formed and out the ground made the Lord God grow every tree that is pleasant to sight and good for food. The tree of life also in in, in the midst of the uh, the uh, garden, excuse me, and the tree of knowledge and good and evil. For those those you who don't know, I stutter, so I'll be sometimes, but got to get this out. All right. So anyways. Um, this right here lets you know that, you know, why would God put Adam within the garden but not teach him how to maintain it? You know what I'm saying? And as this goes on, you're going to see that he was put there to dress it and things of that nature. And with the next following scriptures that I'm going to read, you will see that Adam was given knowledge. Okay. Because right in front of your face, you got all of these trees. Okay. And so he had to be able to take care of him because that's why the Most High put him in the garden. And to prove that, we're going to go up to Genesis 4, uh, excuse me, Genesis chapter 2, verse 4. And it says, these are the generations of, of the heavens of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens and every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was not man to till the ground so you know what I'm saying we've already read that man was put into the garden you know what I'm saying and so God had the intention of him to till the ground so he had to teach him how to do that so Adam was the first farmer he knew agriculture okay and that is knowledge you know what I'm saying and not only that, he had the tree of life, okay, in the midst of that same garden that he put him in with the tree of knowledge and good and evil. And if you read in the third Baruch, it tells you flat out that the Most High didn't plant the tree of good and evil. Third Baruch, uh, was it? Chapter 4, verse 8, all right? And uh, I will have all of this stuff that I'm talking about up on the uh, screen, okay? And um uh, with the third book text, it is really small. So I will leave links below as well with the stuff that I am talking about. Okay, but uh, right, moving on, uh, we'll go to Genesis chapter two and 15. And these are more illustrations of, or no, we, we, we will go to uh, Genesis two, chapter 11 and um this is where it's talking about the rivers all right and um the name of the first river this is uh genesis chapter 2 verse 11 the name of the first river is pison so this is the first river meaning that adam was taught how to count you know what i mean at least the four because there are four rivers okay and um that was compassed with gold in the land of Havilah. all right now adam is in Eden, okay? And Havilah is not <laughs> in Eden. So he knows geography, you know what I'm saying? Knowing where things is. And in this place called Havilah, where there's gold, it goes on to say in verse 12, and the gold of that land is good, and there is Delium and the onyx stone. Okay. So excuse me, y'all. It's real hot. We're in the middle of a heat wave right now. It's like 106 degrees. So just bear with me. But uh You can clearly see with these scriptures, he knows where gold is, knows knows that it's good. The Most High didn't hold that back from him, okay? And you can't just take gold straight from the ground. There's a process to purify it and things of that nature. So why would the Most High tell him about this but not be able to give him the knowledge to be able to do it? It doesn't make any sense, you know what I'm saying? And then there's delium. Delium is abstracted from myrrh trees, and they actually call it a poor man's myrrh, all right? And, um... You know, then you have the uh, onyx stone, which is like precious metals, just like gold and things of that nature. And this was used for um, um, carving rock, carving out tools, things of that nature. And all of this stuff takes knowledge to be able to extract something from a tree, knowing which tree to be able to get it from. This, this, and that. You know what I mean? This is all knowledge, okay? And then we go on and we've got the second river, which, as as I told you guys, How would Adam know what's first, second, third? These things that were talked to him. All right. And so anyways, moving on. um, If we go to Genesis chapter two, verse 19. And uh, let me see. And it says, and out the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every fowl of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. Now hold up, why would a God, who was trying to keep knowledge from him, not only give him knowledge, but give him dominion and power, which you're gonna see later, you know what I'm saying? And have the authority to name what we call a lion today, what we call a wolf, what we call a parakeet. That's what Adam did. He had the authority to do all that and had the freedom to do it because the Most High made all of them and brought them to Adam. He didn't even have to move. You know what I'm saying? So once again, like why is this, you know, being made out to be that this wicked and cruel God was keeping all of this knowledge from Adam, okay? So, and once you read the Bible, it's like the exact opposite of what most of these guys say, okay? So, to finish up that verse, um, he brought them to Adam to see what he would call them, and whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And so, not only did the Most High bring him to him to see what he think, whatever he thought, the Most High stuck with it. You know what I'm saying? He said, "All right, then, that's what it is." <laughs> you know. And it says Adam gave names to all the cattle, to all the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. Okay, so it sounds like a pretty good situation to me. All right, and uh, we're gonna go to Genesis chapter 2 verse 15 and it says the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and keep it now why would he put him there just like I said earlier with Genesis chapter 4 and 5 that he already planned on growing the herbs growing the trees growing the plants and having man there to till it and here we go in chapter 2 verse 15 and it said the Lord God took the man put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and keep it so once again knowledge you know what I'm saying? To be able to extract minerals, things of this nature, okay? All of that, you know, straight up and down knowledge. And uh, let's see. And let me show you the dominion that was given to Adam. Because it wasn't just knowledge that he was given, he was also given power, okay? And we are going to prove that. Discussing biblical things out of the Bible, you know, not leaning on our own opinions and just saying stuff, you know, we're actually going into it. And having it transparent where everybody can see so that way, you know, I'm saying there ain't no hiding of hands and using knowledge against people. You know, we can be fair about this. All right. So we are going to Genesis chapter one, verse 26. All right. And uh, it says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air over the cattle and over all of the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Now, does that sound like a God that was keeping anybody from anything? You know what I'm saying? You got knowledge and power, okay? And you gotta keep in mind that this tree was called the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, okay? And you're gonna find out that we didn't really pick up anything else except for evil from that tree, <laughs> like straight up. And, yeah, cause like even with the good things, that came from it it had evil attached to it everything that came from it so that was the only thing that we really gained because we had everything adam had dominion over the entire earth and everything that was on it you know what i'm saying and eating that fruit that's what caused him to give that up you know what i'm saying that's what caused him to give his power up you know and uh we are gonna go into that all right y'all picking up right where we left off um we are gonna go over Adam lost his dominion, Adam and Eve lost their dominion. And uh we're also going to go over the fact that uh Eve was deceived and lied to uh, about the tree of knowledge and good and evil, which when Papa Duck mentioned this tree, he just said the tree of knowledge. He didn't mention the fact that it's the tree of knowledge of good and evil, just the tree of knowledge. You know what I'm saying to really try to shape the narrative that, you know, God is trying to keep us away from knowledge. When I've already proven that He gave us dominion over the whole earth and everything in it, you know what I'm saying, with the knowledge to be able to maintain and you know what I'm saying, live and rule. You know what I'm saying. So uh, that has, has been smashed. But we're gonna go into the details of you know why the Most High didn't want Adam and Eve to mess with the tree, and you know for a good reason. He he, he didn't plant it, but the Most High knew it was gonna come from it because um, with the fallen angels. You know we're gonna go into them and show you what happened all right but uh to start with we're gonna sh- give an example of how uh or a prove that uh that the serpent lied to Eve all right and we're gonna start in second Corinthians chapter eleven verse three and to give context to this particular passage uh this is Paul talking to the church church of corinth for for those of you who don't know Paul wrote the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. Anyway, so, uh, with chapter 3, it says, But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Okay? So, and in this particular passage, Paul was talking to another church elder, you know what I'm saying? And he was telling them, I fear that y'all might be deceived the same way that Eve was. You know what I mean? So, in history during that time during paul's time which was after eve's and and uh uh eve's time you know i'm saying the historical records show that eve was deceived all right and you're about to find out that eve was deceived okay so let's go to genesis chapter three now you guys can read this whole chapter yourself and i recommend you read the bible uh you know, it is a very important book in our society, regardless of what you believe, okay? Because the people who are ruling this world, they stake the claim out of that book, and it's respected, all right? By people who have militaries that they can, you know, if they choose to, they could not respect things. But yet they do, you know what I'm saying? And uh, so there is something about this book. And so with Genesis chapter three I'm not gonna read the entire thing alright you guys can do that Um, I'm just gonna pick out a few scriptures but it will be put up on y'all's screen though and so you will know where to go and what to read and uh, stuff like that so anyways this is uh, Genesis chapter three and this is basically when the serpent approaches Eve and you know talks to her about you know has God made stuff that you can eat and all that stuff like that and she says the whole garden is good to eat except for that one tree if we touch it we'll die and then you start in verse four it's genesis chapter three verse four and it says the serpent said to the woman ye shall not surely die okay go to genesis chapter five verse five and you'll see that that's a lie because it tells you that adam died (laughs) all right so lie. Okay. And then we go down a little bit more, uh, the chapter, or excuse me, verse six. And, um, uh, that's when he was, she was, uh, you know, getting, getting broke down and she, she was, uh, like looking at the tree saying it was good for food, saying it was pleasant to the eyes. And she was being enticed by it. And, um, she 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 she, excuse me she ate of it and gave it to her husband and as soon as they ate it you look at chapter seven excuse me verse seven i keep saying chapter and the eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons so right off the bat soon as they ate the tree they felt shame as before they felt no shame they was walking around naked just to flapping around and bouncing and all that stuff like that and they was good just innocent like children everything was good with no hang-ups no none of that you know what I'm saying but soon as they eat the tree shame comes and then in verse 8 it says they heard the voice of God walking through the garden and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of God amongst the trees God came through and said where are thou, Adam and he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid. So not only do they feel shame and had to cover themselves up, they're afraid. So that shame and fear, as soon as they bite it, no grand scheme of knowledge, no, you know what I'm saying, mysteries and secrets, none of that. Shame and fear, okay? And the, the Mosiah, in verse 11, he says, who told thee thou was naked? Has thou eaten of the tree, wherefore I commanded commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat. Okay. And then that's when Adam and you know goes first forty eight, and then Eve goes first forty eight. They start ratting everybody out, and then the most high he starts handing out the curses. Okay, and then we're gonna go down to uh Genesis chapter three, verse 19. And the most says that basically you came from the ground and from the ground you are going to return because what you have to understand is that before Adam and Eve ate the fruit from the tree, they had the tree of life. So they had immortality and I'm going to prove that. Okay. And so not only did they get shame from eating the fruit, they got fear from eating the fruit and then they got death. As soon as they ate it and one while bam, bam, bam. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> shame, fear and death. This is what we got. This is what the knowledge and wisdom that this evil and wicked and cruel God was keeping us from, okay? And if we come down to Genesis chapter 3, verse 22, it says, The Lord God said, Behold, Man is become one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. So if you eat of the tree of life, that'll keep you alive forever. And Adam and Eve had access to this. The most I said, you can eat this tree and live forever. Just don't touch that one because you will surely die. And as we already proved, we showed in Genesis uh, chapter five, verse five, that Adam died. And then down here. You know what I'm saying? This is what Adam lost. You know what I'm saying? This is what the power that he lost. Immortality from eating the tree that, you know, if you listen to Papa Duck, he's, you know, basically giving you the same narrative as a lot of these Luciferians because they think that Satan is actually the good guy. Like the the uh, garden story is actually, they they view it the same way that Papa Duck did. Like like God was trying to keep him from, from us something, but he was protecting us from something. As you can clearly see discussing biblical things going into the bible all right so it's very key and uh to give more let me see all right so we covered all that now we are going to go into the book of enoch um and and get into these uh fallen angels all right all right we're about to deal with the book of enoch and we're gonna look into the fallen angels and the knowledge that they taught us because this is the same knowledge that comes from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. All right, so, uh, uh, and we're also going to see the effects of what this knowledge did to mankind and the earth. Okay, and uh, this will give you a better viewpoint to to, to to be able to make a firm decision of whether the Most High was trying to protect us or was he trying to hold us back and keep us in su- subjection, all right? So uh, we're going to go into the Book of Enoch, Chapter 8, and we'll, we'll deal with verse uh, 1. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but you guys should really check out the Book of Enoch. It answers a whole lot of questions, but uh, at any rate... Chapter 8, verse 1, and it says, And Azazel taught men to make swords and knives and shields and best breastplates, and made known to them metals of the earth, and the art of working them, and bracelets, and ornaments, and and the use of antimony, and the beautifying of eyelids, and all kinds of costly stones, and all coloring tinctures, and there arose much godlessness. And they committed fornication and they were led astray and became corrupt in all ways. All right. And it goes on to tell you what different angels taught man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I just can't say a lot of these words, but like some of them taught taught enchantments, root cuttings. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Constellations, uh, astrology. And what you have to understand is that Adam knew all of these things before he ate the fruit. He just didn't have the evil attached to it you know what i'm saying so that was not within the earth there was no evil at all you know what i'm saying before that as 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 far as mankind knew all right because the fallen angels they were on earth at the same time that even adam were uh, there because obviously satan would have not been able to use the serpent to get to eve you know what i mean so but all right and like moving down to uh chapter nine but you know reading the book of enoch will give you that understanding it it basically goes deeper in, in into a to a genesis you know what i'm saying and really fills in a whole lot of blanks that you know like the christian church does not touch on but uh all right book of enoch chapter 9 verse 1 all right and uh this is about the archangels and what they're seeing happening after the fallen angels have taught man these uh, things, all right? And then Michael, Uriel, Raphael, Gabriel looked down from heaven and saw much blood being shed upon the earth and all lawlessness being wrought upon the earth, okay? And it it goes on to say that the souls of men were crying out to God, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and we're going to skip down to verse six and keep in mind these are the the souls of men that are crying out to god all right and and they are saying thou seest what uh zazel hath done he have taught men all unrighteousness on earth and revealed the eternal secrets which were preserved in heaven which men were striving to learn okay and uh then it goes on to say that um the uh, angels they slept with women they bore giants, you know what I'm saying. So, there it goes right there. For those of you that were wondering why these archaeologists were finding these big, huge skulls and stuff like that, that's because the fallen angels came down and actually slept with women. But um, if we look down here um, at verse ten, it like tells you that the uh, the women have born giants, and the whole earth was thereby been filled with blood and unrighteousness. And now behold, the souls of those who have died are crying and making their suit at the gates of heaven and their lamentations have ascended and cannot cease because of the lawless deeds, which are wrought on the earth. Okay. So this was what, what we got, man. This is what we got from eating the tree. You know what I'm saying? All of that, wicked knowledge you know what I'm saying that's that's all it was wicked knowledge and as I said before we only gained the evil part you know what I mean and it and it sorely vexed mankind and uh, I'm gonna further prove that with chapter 10 in the book of Enoch then the most I said the holy and great one spake and sent Uriel the son of Lamech and said to him go to Noah and tell him in my name hide thyself and reveal him the end that excuse me and reveal to him the end that is a, a approaching that the whole earth will be destroyed in a deluge about to come upon the whole earth and will destroy all that is on it and and now instruct him that he may escape for his seed may be preserved for all generations of the world. Okay. So this was the end result of the knowledge that came from the tree of good and evil. And the effect that it had on mankind is that the Mosai had to destroy this place with the flood. All right. And this is, real deal history you can see about the flood in all kind of different cultures and scientifically they they, they got the watermarks on the mountains and things of that nature and a lot of these dinosaurs they got found on mountains you know what I'm saying because that was a part of what they was these fallen angels were like teaching people they were splicing animals the same way that they doing now it's just back then it was way more advanced because like mankind was actually dealing with the angels like these are the gods that they were worshiping, you know what I mean? Like y'all, y'all seen the movie, uh, uh, gods of Egypt. Like that's what it was really like, you know what I mean? And the children of, of these, these, uh, fallen angels that, you know, came down, had sex with, uh, women, their children, that's what demons are. That's the origin of a demons. And all this information is inside the book of Enoch. But, uh, you know, like the Catholic church was taking stuff like this out of here, you know what I mean? And they actually, um, actually the first part of Jude and the uh, 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 section of Enoch, they're like identical and the Catholic church removed that book. So uh, there's a, there's a lot going on, you know what I mean? That the uh, Christian church doesn't really touch on. So I, I'm, I'm not really trying to like come hard at, at Papa Duck, but the record needs to be set straight. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know, it's, it is dangerous for people who have a level of influence to lie about the Bible. You know what I'm saying? It's straight up. And it's an insult to people who, you know what I'm saying, know the truth. Like, that's that's some folks' faith. And, like, the same way that everybody else has the stuff that they believe in, like, you could at least, you know, just, just tell the truth about it. You know what I mean? And, like, so many times people don't do that when it comes to the Bible. But it's all right. I don't have any problem going into the Bible itself and, and showing people what it is because I can stand on everything that, that this Bible has in it. You know what I'm saying? Um. And because this book has proven itself like it is undefeated, you know what I mean? Even more so than the streets. But uh, I hope that this brings clarity and shows you, you know what I'm saying, everything involved with this tree of knowledge and good and evil, excuse me, knowledge of good and evil. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, that was a real important part, you know what I'm saying, that, that I got left out with the whole equation. You know what I'm saying? It's the tree of knowledge Of good and evil okay so I hope this brings clarity to this particular topic if not uh, leave some comments below things of that nature all right y'all back again and I'm about to tackle another topic that Papa Duck spoke about in his video called I've had it up to here and can't take it no more something got to change and fast Uh, with the previous video I said something's got to give That was my era, so I wanted to uh, get it right, you know what I mean? So, um, at any rate, um, the next topic that he spoke about dealing with the Bible and, you know, stuff like that uh, was Lilith, okay? And he is bringing the argument that Lilith is Adam's first wife, all right? And um, we are going to go into it. And during his video, um, he showed a... a a screenshot of something off of Wikipedia or from somewhere because I actually went to Wikipedia and I couldn't find the same thing that he had. That doesn't mean anything, but um, I will put that same picture up for you guys. And if you look at it, you will see a scripture there that says Isaiah 34 and 14. All right. Now once again, he's talking about biblical things and he's got a scripture there, you know what I'm saying? And he didn't go into the scripture, but we're going to go into that scripture to see what Lilith means. that scripture all right and uh, we're also gonna go to the blueletterbible.com that is a uh, like a concordance uh, website that has like lexicons and stuff like that where they break down the words to see what means what and you know really dig deep to see who Lilith is okay because I do not deny that there is a Lilith don't deny it at all all right but uh we're about to see who. Exactly that she is so uh, without further ado. I'm gonna play Papa Ducks comments and these are picking up exactly where He left off from the uh, the uh, tree of knowledge. All right, so we're gonna let this play Do you know what that means?
1: The very people that put that there don't want you to come into the truth because if you know what they mean Okay, let's stop this bullshit. Let, like, let's stop pretending. This is common sense, my nigga. Why would why would you be forbidden to bite from the tree of knowledge? Who, the, who told you that? Where's the God at in you? That don't make no sense. And how can you represent God in Ignorance. Why wouldn't he want you to bite from, from the forbidden fruit? Then you finna give me this, all oh, this, you no? Know, everything you finna say is something some, somebody told you. But if you stop and use your common sense, it don't make sense. You ever, you ever heard of Lilith, Lilith, Lilith? I can't say her name, Lilith. Hmm? Did you, did you know that was Adam's wife before Eve? And let me give you the definition of the word, Lilith. Lilith voice it. this is it right here. now i want y'all to take a good look at this please read it do your own research however that may be it says it right here alternately she was adam's first wife and like i said if you've heard of lilith please put it in the comments say what you got to say we are merely here to educate each other respectfully man so let's get back to the video
0: Alright, now, as you can clearly see, alright, he said out of his own mouth that he invited people to come to the comment section, alright, and so, uh, what I had to do was a lot more than what could be put inside the comment section, so I made a video in response to what he was saying, okay, and you guys also heard him say that, did you know that was Adam's first wife when he was speaking about Lilith, okay, and uh, we are about to go into that and see if that is real because the scripture that he had up there was isaiah 34 in his screenshot isaiah 34 and 14 and this scripture reads all right now we're about to go into isaiah 34 verse 14 and it reads that the wild beasts of the desert shall also meet with the wild beasts of the island and the satyr shall cry to his fellow lilith which means the screech owl by this definition all right this is the hebrew translation all right and then it says also she'll rest there and find for herself rest okay so reading this the way of what lilith means all right that would be that the wild beasts of the desert shall also meet with the wild beasts of the island and the satyr shall call to his fellow so excuse me the satyr shall cry to his fellow the screech owl. That's what Lilith is. That's what it means, okay? So it's in the Bible, but it's a screech out. And we're going to go into some more definitions of Lilith, all right? And uh, if you look at that particular scripture and go to the concordance, okay, uh, it is number H3917, okay? And this will, if you uh, go to the blueletterbible.com or any... Uh, concordance website or lexicon you know what I'm saying you type it in and it will give you uh, the definitions of that particular uh, uh, strong's number okay and this particular one again is h3917 and once we come to the strong's definition it says screech out all right and as you can plainly see there and then we are gonna go, down a little bit further and deal with the Strong's definition. And it says Lilith from H3915. And this is basically the male version of what Lilith is. A Night Specter Screech Owl. Okay. And then we're coming down to the Brown, Brown Driver Briggs Lexicon. And it says Lilith is the name of a female night demon which is also listed with that same picture that Papa Duck had, but he went right past, you know what I'm saying? The whole night demon goddess thing and just went to Adam's wife. All right. And we are going to look into this whole Adam's wife situation. But so far uh, with this scripture right here, we are dealing with something that's female, but it's not even a woman. Okay. Uh, But we are going to look at the... Hebrew Chaldee lexicon and see what it says. And its definition is a nocturnal specter, which had according to the rabbins, the form of a beautiful woman and lay in wait for children by night. So it wasn't a woman. It had the form of a woman. Okay. So, uh, Get you some more proof of who Lilith was and we're gonna go to wikipedia and like I said with the picture that you put up It had wikipedia on it But I actually went to wikipedia typed in lilith and I typed in garden of eden just about everything that I saw On that particular picture and I couldn't find that picture. All right, but uh anyways, if you type in lilith and Look up look that up in uh, wikipedia and go down to history All right, and you will see it says in some jewish folklore such as the satiric Alphabet of Sirach for those of you who don't know who that is He has written books in the Apocrypha. All right, and um, I believe he also wrote Ecclesiasticus uh, if I'm not mistaken in what we know as the regular Bible, but at one time Sirach was in what we know as the regular Bible and uh, it still is if you purchase the 1611 King James Version so anyways um, if you know what a satire is, that is a genre in playwriting, uh, you know, stuff like that. And so, uh, anyways in this particular satiric play, Lilith appears as Adam's first wife who was created at the same time of Rosh Hashanah, which is a Jewish holiday, not to be mistaken with the Hebrews and from the same clay as Adam. All right. So let's look into this alphabet of Shirach. All right. It was inspired by a Hellenistic work known as Shirak. Now, it says right here that the work has been categorized as a satire. All right. And if you click on a satire, it is a genre of the visual, literary, and performing arts, usually in a form of fiction. All right. And fiction is a work that is not based on fact. And it is less frequently nonfiction, meaning that it is a work based on fact. All right. Now, let's come back to the alphabet of Shirak and see which one this was. Okay. The work has been char- characterized as a satire and it contains references to masturbation, incest, and flagellants. Now, which one do you think this falls up under? You know what I'm saying? Something that was based on fact or, you know, something that was based on fiction saying that. Lilith was Adam's first wife, okay? And so we're not just going to leave it like that. We're also going to go back to the blue letter Bible. uh, And we're going to look up Eve, okay? Because it's just not going to be fair to just look at uh, Lilith, right? Okay, and if you come down, you can see the Hebrew word, for Eve is Hava, all right? And then we come down to see her outline of biblical uses and it's Eve equals life or living, the first woman, wife of Adam, all right? And then if you look at the Strong's definition, it says life giver, the first woman, all right? And then if you come down to the Hebrew Chaldea lexicon and look at the Hebrew definition, cause this is dealing with, excuse me, dealing with the Hebrew, it is the first woman as being the mother of all living. All right, and that is from Genesis 3 and 20, and we're gonna touch that real quick, and it just says the same thing. It goes uh, Genesis 3 and 20, it says, Adam called his wife wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living, all right? And so in every reverence that you saw with Eve with the same lexicon, you know what I'm saying, the same website, They had Lilith in there, like, at no time was she ever mentioned as an actual woman. You know what I'm saying? She was either labeled as a screech owl or, like, a night demon, night goddess. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. And then with Eve, it's the first woman, wife of Adam. You know, so uh, the information is out there for you guys to see and uh, toss up. You know what I'm saying? But, like, once again, um, from where I'm standing, like, Papa Duck has spoken about the Bible and biblical things and was wrong about it. So, you know, let this be a lesson going forward when dealing with these types of things to study to show ourselves approved, like it says in second Timothy two and 15. All right. And he also said something um, that was to the effect of, uh, you know, uh, listening to things that, Another person has told you basically like following man, and like everything that he knows, he 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 learned that from someone else. And like for whatever reason, people they will give that argument and try to shut down the conversation. And uh, you know, you you just have to lay the facts out there with with uh, people like that. And and that's how we should operate at all times. You know what I'm saying? But for whatever reason, it's just you know. You know, folks got their ways and uh, that's that's just what it is. Like, folks are going to do what they do, but the truth reveals all things. And as you can see with the Lilith situation, I, I brought the facts and brought some clarity to that. And next, we be we moving on to turn the other cheek. All right. All right, y'all. Now we're about to get to the turn the other cheek segment of my response to Papa Duck with the video that he made, uh, giving his comments about the Bible. And... Um, Uh, real quick before I play what he said about turning the other cheek Um, when it comes to this subject as it does with any other subjects in the Bible or any other book um, context is important and a lot of times when people are saying things against the Bible they do not take the time to understand the context because it's all a matter of understanding you know what I'm saying and like nobody wants to take the time to understand it or they just purposely shut it off so they can be able to push their agenda or idea you know what I'm saying so on and so forth but uh I'm gonna play real quick and uh let you guys hear what he had to say and then I will come in response with scripture all right
1: Understand that You ain't gonna You're not gonna see A lot of things in front of you Because you've been told to look elsewhere You've been told to turn the other cheek While they shit on you Who does that? You a warrior You ever heard of the warrior's gene in you? As a black person now Go look it up The warrior's gene Everything you know They told you It's crazy how we can sit and not see this. Cause I keep telling y'all slavery used to be physical, but that took too much energy. It took too much monitoring. So what they did, they enslaved your fucking mind, man.
0: All right. So you guys had the opportunity to hear what, uh, Papa Duck was saying and some of it was true. You know what I'm saying? Um, that our minds have been enslaved. You know what I'm saying? That's very true. But uh. We're about to hit the topic of turning the other cheek because a lot of people, they kind of get this twisted, you know what I'm saying? Um, and they always want to tie this to the Bible, but as I said before, it's all about context. Because when it comes to the Bible, um, it's a book that has facts in it, historical facts and things of that nature, real people, all kind of stuff like that. But it also has metaphors and it also has like um, parables and things of that nature, like, like real stories, you know what I'm saying? So... Uh, but for whatever reason, there's no understanding. Like people are, you know, uh, attaching, they are taking their picks and chooses to choose to be what's real. And then like, what's not like, for instance, um, a lot of people really do think that there was an immaculate conception, but if you actually read the Bible, Christ said it himself that he came like any other man, you know what I'm saying? His parents had sex, his mother got pregnant with him and then she, you know what I'm saying? had him uh, no different than anybody else came, but for whatever reason, people to push that narrative and choose to, you know, act as if that's real in order to discount the, uh, like, uh, Christianity or uh, the, um, the uh, bible you know what i'm saying stuff like that and this is a situation where people do it a lot when it comes to turning the other cheek because they think this is you know the uh, bible is weak the the christians are weak or like whatever you know what i'm saying and that is not the case at all and we're about to find out but to start with we're gonna deal with the scripture that he is referring to and there's actually three of them that basically say the same thing um i'm, I'm gonna read one and show you guys the other two but uh the first one is luke chapter 22 verse 36 and uh no 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 no. excuse me excuse me sorry about that that is uh luke chapter 6 verse 29 all right and it says unto him that smiteth thee on one cheek also offer the other and to him that taketh thy cloak forbid him not to take thy coat also all right and um what this is basically saying is just basically to look for reconciliation instead of confrontation all right but uh i'll show you the other verse that basically says the same thing and that is matthew 5 and 39 all right and then there's also lamentations 3 and 30 all right and i'll leave those up there for a few seconds so both you guys can see or most y'all can see them or just to pause it you know what i'm saying like read them but, but they all basically say the same thing so uh moving on though um when it comes to context, like, it would be important to know what Hebrew culture is because, like, when you're dealing with the Bible, you're dealing with a Hebrew culture. And so the turning of cheeks, that has meaning, okay? And uh, we're going to look into it, all right? And this website is called the Religion That Started in TheReligionThatStartedInAHat.org, all right? And, and it says, in Hebrew idiom, being slapped upon the right cheek was an insult doesn't mean a physical fighting blow a slap like this was not an aggressive action to start a fight it was a rebuke or a slap of discipline the right cheek being slapped with a backhand is a message of reminding a person that they are inferior in case of a slave or a servant all right offering someone your left cheek means that you are submissive to the action of The superior. Okay, so that was the way that whole situation went with the turning of cheeks. Okay, so it actually had meeting All right, and so uh Now we're done with that we're gonna look at Some aspects in context to show you that you know that the Bible is is not Something that promotes people to be passive at all it promotes people to be peaceable, but not passive. All right, and uh we're, we're about to find that out, all right? And if you check out Exodus chapter 15, verse 3, it says, The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name, all right? And if you look up here at, at verse 1, the the, uh, the scripture says, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horses and his riders hath he thrown down into the sea. This was a victory song that they were singing about the Mosai when he split the Red Sea, okay? And th- get this right, this is a song that they were singing, no different than you got NBA young boy or somebody like that singing some trap music, talking about murder, death, kill on a black man. This is the song that the children of Israel were singing about their God. The Lord is a man of war and the Lord is his name, okay? And it also goes on to say that Pharaoh's chariots and his hosts hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank to the bottom as a stone. All right. So this was not, you know, something soft at all. As you can plainly see, it says in chapter six, thy right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, have dashed in pieces the enemy okay so once again um this is the god of the bible all right not weak at all ready to put in work for his people you know what i'm saying and this type of behavior seems to be really respected as far as the streets go but for whatever reason the most high can't get no credit for standing up for his people you know what I'm saying? You just look right past it and look to turn the other cheek. So we'll keep turning these pages and going to these scriptures then. All right. So uh, we have here uh, Genesis 1 and 27. All right. And this will prove to you that warrior gene that you're talking about because the God that we serve, we just saw is a man of war, okay? And so, if you come down to Genesis um, 1 and 27, it says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them, okay? So, that's the image of the Most High there. And once again, this is that warrior gene. The same thing that you mentioned in your video, that's where you get that warrior gene from. Our God, our creator, is a man of war. So, you know, and then um, in closing, we will go to Ecclesiastics uh, chapter three. And I'll touch on a few scriptures there. And uh, And this will really give you more credence to context. All right. Because uh, like with each situation, you don't just have to tear somebody's head off. There's like levels to this. You know what I mean? And y'all know this stuff. It's just people, they want to push their idea like whatever and uh you know but we are going to step away from our own ideas and see exactly what the bible says about the situation of turning the other cheek all right and uh to deal with the context um ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 it says to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heavens all right and then you, you go through, there's a time to be born, there's a time to die, a time to plant, all right? And then you go down to uh, verse 3. It says, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, okay? So sometimes you may be required, you know what I'm saying, walking in righteousness to have to defend yourself. And that kill is not murder. That kill is self-defense, okay? in this particular context, because with the, the, um, the uh, 10 commandments "Thou I shall not kill that kill means murder. So once again, a double whammy of context, you know what I'm saying? So serve this purpose very well. Then we, uh, come down to, uh, let me see six through eight. All right. And it says in verse six, A time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. Okay, so once again, contest. There's a time for everything and that's what you have to operate with when you're dealing with the Bible when it comes to you know turning the other cheek alright it's like because there are times where you gotta get busy if you take uh, the example of King David um, pretty much the entire time that he was king he, he, he was in a war like basically the whole time you know what I'm saying fighting you know what I mean and uh, so and, like, the list goes on. Judas of uh, uh, Maccabees, just, just so on and so forth, man. Like, they, you know, mighty men of valor, you know what I'm saying, that, like, got busy, you know what I'm saying, that stood up for themselves, protected their, their women and children, you know what I'm saying, and, like, went to war with the standard of righteousness lifted up with the law of God going before them, you know what I'm saying? And so... uh, I hope that this brings some resonant, I, I hope that this resonates, excuse me, uh, with you guys and brings some clarity about the the uh, topic of turning the other cheek. The next topic that we will cover is when Papa Duck mentioned that there's no devil up under the ground. All right. All right, y'all. We're about to cover the final topic within the Papa Duck video response. Okay, and that topic is. Do you think there's a devil up under the ground or a devil up under the ground for the title purposes? But uh, Papa Duck poses a question, you know what I'm saying? And we are going to give him ear and then I'm going to come back with my response.
1: I go for what's good. And if you're against that, then I don't give a fuck about you. I'm going to be real, because if you're you against good, I don't need nothing from you. I don't want nothing from you. Not going to kiss your ass. I'm for what's good, bruh. It's all this shit is about, good against evil. You think that, oh, it's a devil on the ground. Oh, you feel as though, oh, it's, no, nigga. All this shit has to do with demonic shit. Good
0: against evil. All right. Now y'all heard what Papa Duck had to say, you know what I'm saying, uh, 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 about the uh, the uh, good versus evil. And I absolutely agree with that 100%. And he also posed the question, do you think there's a devil up under the ground? And the way that he was a- asking it, I, I'm, I'm taking it as he doesn't feel like there's a devil up under the ground. He's absolutely right. And we're going to go into the scriptures and prove that. All right. And see... See, this is just not about attacking Papa Duck, the man. This is about the message. And uh, if I disagree with the message and can prove that what he's saying wrong, I got the ability to do that. But I also can sit back and see what we have in common, too. You know what I'm saying? And once again, this is something that is, it, it seems like it runs out as soon as people talk about the bible like there's there's no respect you know what i'm saying it seems like there's no truth in it it's just a complete sham from cover to cover and uh, as i've already proven that is not the case at all but uh getting to it though um dealing with the devil up under the ground uh statement that he made or question that he opposed and we're going to answer that question all right and we're going to start with uh matthew chapter 4 verse 1 then jesus was led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil all right so this right here lets you know that the devil is above the ground all right and, and we are going to beat this like a dead horse okay because the wilderness that's the woods that's above the ground all right so now we're going to come down to verse five to let you know that the devil is not beneath the ground all right and And verse 5 says, Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and sitteth him on the pinnacle of the temple. Alright? And then we're going to come down to verse 8. And it says, Again, The devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and sheweth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them. And then the next verse says, And saith unto him, All these things I will give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Now, the reason that we're going into here, because this is twofold, this proves that the devil is above ground because the scripture clearly says that the devil taketh him up to an exceeding high mountain. So that's the exact opposite of, you know, what I'm saying down anywhere that's up on top, you know, what I'm saying, and he's looking at all the kingdoms and Satan has the authority to be able to offer them to him. Alright, and this is what I'm getting into with uh, Papa Duck saying uh saying um that this is good versus evil, and he's absolutely right. And uh to give more credence to the fact that Satan had the authority to be able to do this, if you go to uh Job 9 and 24, uh get it right quick, it says That the earth is given into the hands of the wicked. He covereth the faces of the judges thereof. If not, where and who is he? So it lets you know that the earth was given to the wicked. Okay, so that is who is running the show. And this is a very key point for anybody that is doing anything with any level of righteousness. This entire power structure is dead set against anything righteousness. They are here to do wicked, you know what I'm saying, and carry out their father's will, which is the devil who is above ground, as we can plainly see from these uh, scriptures. So, you know, it's not all about trying to disagree and be able to tear another person down. This is about defending the standard of righteousness that is the Bible, all right? And so... uh, we are gonna come to another scripture. Let me see. Let me, let me go back here right quick. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, we got another scripture in Job, and we'll read Job chapter 1, verse 6 through I believe 8. And it says, Now. There was a day when the sons of god came to present themselves before the lord and satan came also uh, among them and and for those of you that don't know the sons of god are angels all right and then verse seven and the lord said unto satan whence comest thou satan where you coming from satan then satan answered the lord and said from going to and fro in the earth and walking up and down in it so let you know right there that there ain't no devil walking up underground, the ground. The same way the Papa Doug said. You know what I'm saying? So, uh... see. And then we're gonna give you one more. You know what I'm saying? Just for good measure. You know what I'm saying? Just in case anybody was wondering what's the case with that whole situation right there. And that is 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. And it says, Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil... As a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. All right. And if, the, if anything is moving like a lion, it doesn't matter whether it's a duck, a chicken, a cow, a person, you know what I'm saying? It would be above the ground. Okay. So it's just to let you know, you know what I mean? And this also gives credence to some other things that Papa Duck said with like, you know, like demons and like stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because we've already covered that with the uh, a, a previous segment when I ex- explained to you guys um, where demons came from. They are the souls of the children of the fallen angels. You know what I'm saying? When they when they came down to label women, you know what I'm saying? So uh, he is absolutely correct when it comes to this particular topic. All right, and in closing, um, I just wanted to get, let me see, what's it? Uh, I just wanted to bring up the point that it it doesn't matter what you believe. All right, you don't have to believe the Bible, and you can go on and do what it is that you do, but still have the respect and tell the truth if you're going to speak on certain to- topics within the Bible. And then when you're done, just go on back to doing what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, you know I've I spoke on this before, but it is very dangerous for people who have have excuse me for people who have influence to say things about the Bible that are not true like that is one of the reasons that black people are in the state that they're in now because during like slavery and stuff like that they had the Bible open but they were spitting psychology you know what I'm saying and there was no need to taint the book when you could taint the mind you know what I'm saying and uh, that gives credence to the previous video when uh, Papa Duck was saying that our minds have been a our minds have been put in slavery. You know, what I'm saying he's absolutely right, and this is how these things happen concerning the Bible. All right, so uh, that's why I feel it's very important to defend the uh, Bible when you know things are being said about it that is not true. You know, what I'm saying that I become aware of. All right, I have been subscribed to Papa Duck's channel for a couple of years now, and uh, just you know, just hearing this, I just had to say something about this. So I hope that you receive this message in love. But to let you know just how cool that the Most High is and how open that he is to free will, you know what I'm saying? Not within his kingdom because he has, you know, (laughs) rules and things like that that you have to follow straight up and down. But I'm just going to read the scripture and y'all can, you know, be able to pick it up for yourselves. But this is Joshua 24, uh, 14 and 15. All right. And it says, now, therefore, fear the Lord. And serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. All right. Then it goes on to say in verse 15. And if it seem evil to you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve. So the Most High is saying to us or excuse me, uh, the scripture is a uh, saying to us, you know, that if you you don't want to serve the Most High that's fine you know what I'm saying that is perfectly fine choose you this day whom you will serve so there's no force here you know what I'm saying none of that there's no guy with this big stick just waiting to bang you out and all that stuff like that the Most High is merciful and he is an equitable judge he's fair he isn't like the judges of of this wicked world that was given into the hands of the wicked you know what I mean he's not like that at all he says if you think serving me is evil that's alright, you know what I mean, go ahead and serve who you want to, and then uh, excuse me, uh, Job is saying this and and then y'all have heard the scripture uh, before it uh, it goes down to say, as for me and my house we will serve the Lord, you know so uh, I, I just wanted to leave you guys with that, that you don't have to believe, like straight up and down, like you don't have to believe, but you also don't have to lie either, you know what I'm saying and, 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 and bring forth falsehoods So uh, once again, I hope that this message finds you in peace and would encourage you to, you know, study to show thyself approved before going in certain topics dealing with the Bible. Just a pod roast.